0: I feel like when you're growing up, they tell you, what do you want to grow up? And I expect you to say one answer. You're supposed to be one thing when you get older. But in reality, we are multi-talented and it's okay to have more than one passion because I love being an engineer, but at the same time, I want my business and both things excite me. And I felt like I had to say no to one thing in order to do the other. So as of now i think it's okay it's okay to have both things but just don't put too much pressure on you
1: hello listeners and welcome to the gals chat podcast Powered by engineering gals. This is your co host, Amy. And in today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be interviewing Yvonne, who is going to talk to us about her journey as a manufacturing engineer and being the co founder and CEO of Steel Chic Shoes. You might have heard of it. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Steel Chic Shoes, who offer women's fashionable steel toe shoes. Not only are they certified to meet OSHA standards, but they are lightweight and comfortable. The shoes are designed to look Look good and keep you safe so you can confidently walk your own path. Seal Chic has a special offer for all gals chat listeners and guests. Use promo code engineeringgals to get free shipping and a free water bottle when you purchase a pair of shoes. Now let's introduce this week's guest. A little bit about Yvonne. Yvonne holds a bachelor's in manufacturing engineering degree and a black belt in lean six sigma certification from the University of Texas Pan America. She is the founder and CEO of Steel Chic Shoes, which is a fashionable women's safety shoe company that focuses on safety, fashion, and comfort. And her work experience ranges from continuous improvement engineer, project management, process engineer, and quality engineering. Everyone, please welcome Yvonne. Hey, Yvonne, how are you?
0: Hi, I'm good. I'm so excited. And
1: happy to be here. Same. I'm really excited to get to know you and your journey a little bit more, how you went from manufacturing to, you know, starting your own company. Oh man, it's been a crazy journey, but
0: a fun one.
1: Yeah. So pretty much how did everything begin with you? Like when did you first get into manufacturing engineering?
0: Yeah. So it's funny because growing up, I was always really good with math and love math and solving problems. And No one told me or i never thought of engineering to be a career for me. And I signed up for college to be a math major. But that was like the only option that I had, which is fine. But the first day, um, your introduction to college and all that, I stumbled upon like the different student organizations. And I saw all the engineering ones. And that moment, I was just like running my own list of like the things that I like, the things I'm good at. And I said, yeah, engineering, that's the career for me. So the first engineering class that I saw, it was electrical engineer and I signed up for that one. So my first semester I was in electrical engineer, which was cool, but I kind of like started learning and researching of all the different types of engineering and which one um, I s- see myself working at and what I wanted to do. And for me, manufacturing was the one that I choose. Because I thought it's a really versatile career. You can uh, work in multiple fields. And if you think about it, everything is manufactured in mass quantities. Pretty much everything we buy, like from the light bulb, pencils, desk, anything that we own and we want to buy, there's so there's gonna be a manufacturing plan. So that plus also knowing how things are made. I don't know if you ever watched that show. Um, yeah, That was like I my favorite show. show growing up. So that's how I decided to be a manufacturing engineer. So my second semester in college, I changed to that major. And since then, I just love it. It's just, it opened my eyes. I see things in a different way. And it's just, it's been amazing. I love it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I feel like there's so many ways where we can apply engineering to the real world. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize it until we get to engineering school and start taking those classes and then get a job in that field. And we're like, whoa, it's pretty much hands and it goes hand in hand with everything that we do.
0: Yeah. And it's like the opportunities that you can use your, your um, degree on, it's endless. That's why every time I, I meet another engineer, I like to know their degree and also what they've done. And it's so fascinating to see like the things they worked on. Um, like for example, I've worked in the card manufacturing industry to make credit cards and ID. And those are things that you never think about it, like how a credit card is made until like I That's got so that true. job interview. And it's just fascinating to know all the different things. I've met an engineer that she works for a slime company. They make slime, and it's <laughs> <laughs> and they need engineers. It's just fascinating, which is it's awesome. And like you said, it's like in everything, you see the bridges, everything. Wherever you look at, there's going to be an engineer behind that.
1: Yeah, it's not like a well known thing, I guess, or at least it wasn't for you or me growing up, right? So what was your experience like growing Mm -hmm. up and being a first-generation immigrant? How did that really play into your school experience?
0: Well, I guess I don't think I'm the only one uh, um, facing the same challenges. When I was in college, when I was in high school, my parents divorced. So my mom pretty much raised me and my brother. And the finances of the house was rough. So the big challenges for me was paying for college there was a point that I had three jobs and I was a full-time student so it was crazy it was just so I could pay for college and help at home and that's I don't know that was like the hardest part but I knew how important it was to get my degree one thing my grandpa told my mom and my mom passed that on on me was that your degree your education no one can take it from you so I don't know things happen you lose your money Um, nature happens and you get like you lose your house or whatever things material things come and go but your education no one can take it from you so wherever you're at whatever happens to you you have that to move forward to to start it's not going to be hard to start over if you don't have that so that's something that I was always in the back of my mind and I knew that it was gonna. it was hard for me at that moment to work for that what I knew it was going to be worth it.
1: Right. So that's what kept you going. and Yeah. You
0: know. Yeah, that's what it kept me going. And also, it's just when I knew, when I found out that engineering was my career, my passion, I wanted it. I wanted it so bad. I knew, like, it is a hard career, but it's not impossible. So it takes dedication. But when you like it, when you love it, that dedication or that effort is worth it. At the end, like I remember taking my last test and just walking out of the door and just like ah, like in my mind, just like ah, <laughs> and it was like the best feeling ever. And receiving like my diploma and like knowing my all my other students, it was my other students. Like if I'm a teacher, <laughs> sorry, but my, <laughs> my other uh, like the other students that were with me in that um, with me an engineer and it's like we just finished this like. What we went through, no one knows but us. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, you just gave me such a big,
1: what is it called? Like a flashback Flashback, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to graduation and taking the last classes. And you described it so well. That's exactly how I felt, too. And it takes a lot of hard work to get an engineering degree, right? But it takes so much more work to be able to do that while balancing things like family dynamics, working multiple jobs to make sure that you can pay for your college experience, and then trying to enjoy the college experience. It's a lot. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And when you finish that, it just feels like you're you feel like you're invincible, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. You know, that scene in movies that they throw the bomb and the fire is behind them and they just walk in slow motion. That's how I felt. That was like in my you know mind. What? Just like... We need
1: to create like a meme for that because that is yeah. exactly what that feeling is like, you know?
0: Yeah, that's the exact feeling. That's like every time I remember that's... My mind works in memes. So it's like... <laughs> Every time I think of something, I think of a meme.
1: <laughs> yeah. So right now you're working as a manufacturing engineer, right? What are some of the things that you work on?
0: Yeah. So I work for a biomedical company and I'm in the quality department. So I'm a quality engineer. What we do, or I guess we call it technologies because we build different biomedical products and medical devices and the the product line that I focus on it's ceramics for bone reconstruction and um, bone fillers so it's pretty interesting it's it's really cool to see um, how the things that we manufacture they get used in the real life but mainly what I do there is just to I work with a cross-functional team so I get to interact with the customer because we don't own the legal rights of I guess not the legal rights but um, in the medical industry, the FDA approval is not with on us. We're just manufacturing from some, for someone. Okay. So I get to interact with the customer just to um, like for approvals for new validations, um, any new product line or improvement in the production line. I work with the engineer, the manufacturing engineers, and um, production just to make sure that the protocols are well written for or quality um, management system that makes, I guess, makes sense. And then when that protocol is executed, I get to review it and approve it. And if we need customer approval, that's when I reach out to the customer. Um, uh, there's also a lot of projects that I get to do to for improving the manufacturing processes or the quality of the product and or the management system, which is more like documentation and documentation processing mm-hmm. so um, it's really interesting it's a lot I've learned a lot um, working there um, a lot of challenges but that's what I like that's cool. I get bored if I get like the same thing over and over again so right, I need yeah. new challenges for me to keep me entertained yeah so you work in
1: manufacturing that is related to the medical field right
0: yes yeah medical oh, okay. field the other products that we do is like raw material for Contact lenses. Nice. There's um like tiny screws that they use for um ACL or like ligament replacements, which I'm a hundred percent sure <laughs> that I probably I have that on my knee. I got surgery a few years ago to replace my ACL. So every time I see that it's like, oh that that touched my heart. I know that <laughs> <laughs> I, I got that in my knee. <laughs>
1: Wow, that's very interesting. I don't think we've had other manufacturing engineers that work in the medical industry on the podcast before, yeah.
0: It's a big feel.
1: So how long have you been working as a manufacturing engineer?
0: (laughs) Hold on, make me the math. Uh, Six years. I got in 2015. Okay. So six years later,
1: along the way, you decided to start Steel Chic Shoes. How did that yes. happen? Is that something that you kind of knew that you wanted to do when you got into
0: engineering or something you realized along the way? I realized that along the way. So, when I was in school, I had to wear safety shoes for like the labs and the work and also when I did my internship. And I hated my shoes. I the hate I had towards those shoes was so big. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I got the chance to replace my first pair of steel toe shoes, I was so happy and I threw them away. Like in the trash can, I was like, I'd never want to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like buying the shoes, it was like hard to find a pair that I liked. And um, when I started working as a professional engineer or after college, because I had to dress professional because I still have to meet with management and have to work in the office, but at the same time work in the production floor. Every time I had to put my silto shoes, it's like, outfit destroyed. Like, why? <laughs> and and I, it just started with a why. It's like, if they can make them look ugly, they can make them look pretty. And just because they put pink laces does not mean that they're feminine. So I was just like always complaining and saying, saying, it would be cool to have fashionable steel toe shoes. And it just started like that. And my best friend, which she's um, the co-founder of Steel Chick, she kept telling me, you should build them. Why don't you make them? So that kind of started just growing in my head. And at first I was like, I need tons of money. Like that was my first block. I need tons of money to start this. And I immediately turned out that idea. But as it's keep growing, and also has to do a lot with my work. As I got more comfortable of being not comfortable, but knowing that the projects that I did at work were big projects, and sometimes I started with not knowing how how was I going to start that project, but I end up figuring it out and accomplishing that goal. So. The moment that everything clicked was when I saw that as a project. I was like, okay, I'm going to see this as a project from work. What can I do now to start? There's so many things that I can do by myself or that I can figure it out that does not require money. So I said, let's do this. I told Monica, let's partner up. You know the marketing side of the business, and I know the engineering side of this. So, I think we're a good team. I trust you, you trust me. Let's move on. And that's how we did it. We just started figuring it out. We Google how to do things and when the time came for like money or stuff like that, we figured it out. We saved money and little by little, 2 years later, here we are. So, I my biggest takeaway from this is we have everything we need to start and we will figure it out. We are capable of figuring out things. So let's not put blocks or saying turning ourselves down on our dreams because everything that we need, we have it within us. So just one step at a time.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. So you use your background from manufacturing, engineering to set up, your business model and how you're going to go about creating these fashionable safety work boots, right?
0: Yeah. So I, the same thing that I did at work, how I plan a project creating like a time timeline, just the rough draft of the, like the faces I divided in faces. And then from there, just like little steps, the same thing as I target a project at work, I decided to target this and I divided it in phases. I saw what I needed, what are the things that I don't know and that I need to research. And then what are the things that I can do now? And yeah, so my, I guess my background in engineering and that work experience was really helpful for me to create the business Mm -hmm. or to get it moving and creating momentum.
1: Yeah, so entrepreneurship wasn't really a planned thing. It kind of just
0: happened. Yeah, it kind of just happened. I I have to say, my parents had multiple business. So I always saw that entrepreneur life or just from my parents. But I never, I didn't have that as a dream or as a goal. It just kind of happened and it started growing. And now it's it's a dream. And now I, I that's something that I want. I love it. So what
1: are some things that you learned along the way about running a business that you didn't know before? Ooh, um
0: how to open an LLC. Yeah, that's so hard. <laughs> Why does this, it is so like, what, what do I do? How do I do it? Like, I totally get you. Yeah, it is. Uh, man, all the things that are like, I guess, technical in a way for like business wise documentation and all that it, it's so alien for me and I had to research a lot I read and no matter what I research, how much I read every time I try to do something I just felt like I was doing it wrong so but I had to just take the step send it and so far everything looks good <laughs> I have a, like those are the things that it's hard to find someone to guide you mm-hmm. or at least on on my side. Um, but I did find good resources online. So I used those as much as I could. I researched and, um, and just <laughs> learned, learned that side of the business. And what are the resources that helped you the most? So there's a organization called score s-c-o-r-e um and i think it's it's a national organization um that you can get mentorship so there's like people that volunteer in different career fields but it's mainly for businesses and they kind of guide you and help you and it's free all the classes that they have it's not classes but mentors that they have the time it's free so I've reached out to them to help me review my business plan to, um, just the beginning steps that I I was having a hard time to put together. They helped me review it and just kind of gave me the, you're okay. (laughs) You, You did it correctly. Um, there's also in, within that website, they have, um, templates for business plans for, um forecasting your sales and uh, things like that so if you're thinking of opening a business and you don't know where to start that's a good resource to find and they have the template so if you just want to start putting things into paper you can use that as a guide oh I, I don't think I've heard of that one before that's pretty cool you said it was something score score Score. okay yeah. cool yeah no problem I'm if there's anything I can do to help, to just share my knowledge or everything, um, for learning how to op- kind of what this shoe business is like, I literally Google how shoes are made and I found a book that tells you like step-by-step step how to open your own shoe business. So yeah. there's always resources and Amazon had that book. So two-day shipping... <laughs>
1: You go. in two days <laughs> you'll learn how to create your own shoe mm-hmm. yeah and then same thing for finding the manufacturers and all of that
0: yeah everything online so yeah. the first thing was to get my I guess I want to say like a blueprint or just the rendering of the shoe and I looked for freelancers of shoe designers because this is two things that I try to do with the business if I can do it I'll do it If I can find a way to do it myself, I will do it. If I don't have either the equipment or the tools to do it, or if it's going to take me longer for me to figure out, then rather to pay someone, I'll pay someone. So for kind of creating the rendering of the shoes, I started to look into softwares for shoe designs, and they were really expensive, and I knew it was going to take me a while to learn how to use that software. So I then started looking for freelancers that can do the rendering of the shoe. And I found a great designer or shoe designer that she has a lot of experience um, working as a shoe designer. And I interacted with her. I sent her like my ugly hand drawing <laughs> <laughs> and just like, this is what I'm kind of thinking Um and she got my idea, like, immediately. She sent me, like, one rough um, rough draft. I just added some comments, and then the second draft that she sent me was the final, mm-hmm. final draft. So it was really good to have that. And from there, I started looking into manufacturers. So I guess our first thought for everyone would be, like, finding a shoe manufacturer in China. Yeah, how do but- you do that? It is, so it, my manufacturer is not in China, it's in Mexico. I started going down like the list of like good things, like pros and cons. I knew that manufacturing in China was going to be big. So it was going to require me to buy a big quantity of shoes. And at the moment to starting a business, I knew that that was not possible for me. To the language, It there's a language barrier in there and the time Um, time zones and my other option was mexico which i'm from mexico so my heart is with mexico and i know that mexico has it's known for their leather work so i started to just google and find like through the there's a website that has all the leather work workmanship or like all the manufacturers or the for leather so they have like People that or companies that do purses, shoes, um, belts, all kinds of leather work. And from there, I just started to look at all of the shoe manufacturers. And I started calling, sending them emails and saying, hey, this is a, a, a new business, a new a small business that I just opened. I want to do um, stilto shoes for women. Are you interested or can I work with you? And I got turned down by other companies. Um, And the company that I've been working with now, they have been amazing from the beginning. They said, yes, they are like a family owned business. And it's funny because the questions that they asked me at the beginning, you would think is like, what's your forecast? What's your plan? How do you want to grow your business? But it was not. They asked me, what is the vision for your business? So for them, it's more value driven than money-driven. So I knew that that connected also with my values. So I decided to work with them and we we have a great relationship with them. That's awesome. So right now, are you working
1: on Steel Chic part-time and then working as a manufacturing engineer at your job full-time? Yes. What is that like? Like when you're working in your workday, do you go back and forth throughout the day or do you prefer to have a more structured work style where like you do only manufacturing engineering during the, you know, nine to five
0: and then work on your business after that? So the days that I feel that I accomplish the most is when I just focus on one thing at a time. So when I get to go to the office, it helps me kind of do that break or that focus on so if I go to the office it's like full time manufacturing engineer and I get all my work done and then by the time I get home I just have like the list of things that I need to do for the business when I get to work from home I kind of just lose track sometimes (laughs) (laughs) it's good at the same time I, I can multitask and get to do two things but at the end of the day, for me, I feel that I get to accomplish more things when I separate things. So if I get to work as a manufacturing engineer from nine to five, <laughs> I was going to say five to nine, but no. <laughs> um, and then when I get to home, I can focus on the business. Oh, OK. So another thing that helps me so I don't go crazy <laughs> It's just schedule my time, even also at work, because sometimes when you're working, you get pulled at different projects that are not your projects. So if you get to block your time from this time to this time, I'm going to be working on this. I do that also at work and I do it after work. So Mondays, I'm going to work on the business from this hour to this hour, this day. And I kind of make a appointment or a meeting date with me. And I just try to schedule throughout the week. Okay, this day I'm gonna work on this. This next day I'll have a meeting with the manufacturer and just kind of spread out my to do list throughout the week. And that I know that I have momentum that I'm working, but also it does not doesn't stress me out as, oh my God, I haven't got anything done and then try to cramp everything in one day. Yeah. So that's how I found a balance. It took me a while because <laughs> at the beginning, trying to get used to it, it's kind of crazy. But once I found that balance, is I try to stick to it. It's hard sometimes, but um, the days I get to stick to that, I know that I feel good. Mm-hmm. I feel like I accomplished my goals. And then, do you
1: prefer one over the other in terms of like your you know, your engineering job or your entrepreneurship?
0: Yeah, well, this is an interesting question. And it's something that I've been learning and relearning lately. I feel like when you're growing up, they tell you, like, what do you want to grow up? And I expect you to say one answer. And just like, you're supposed to be one thing when you get older. But in reality, we are multi-talented. And it's okay to have more than one passion and that's something that I keep telling myself because I love being an engineer I love doing what I do um, I see myself growing in the company that I work for there's so many projects that I want to accomplish but at the same time I want my business I have all these projects for the business and it's just both things excite me and I felt like I had to Say no to one thing in order to do the other. So as of now, I think it's okay. It's okay to have both things. It's okay to um, work on both things. And also to be kind to yourself. Don't overpressure yourself. It's like if you're going to do two things or three things, whatever you want to do, whatever your heart desires, it's okay. But just don't put too much pressure on you. Enjoy what you're doing.
1: Yes, I love that. That's so important for us to be kind to ourselves because it's okay. Yeah, you're right. It's okay to have all these multifaceted passions in our life, you know, and they all kind of intersect with one another. But also be patient and know that, you know, you don't have to be the best at everything at all times. You can kind of pick and choose when you want to work on something and do it along the way, you know?
0: Yeah, be patient and good things take time, but it's just not going to happen overnight. As long as you keep a momentum, as long as you're doing something, moving on, it's okay. And I, I love that you mentioned that because that's something also that I've I've had to learn because if you see the timeline, the first timeline I created, it's insane. I wanted to get everything done within like six months and then and that stressed me out. But I had to like just tell myself, hey, it's okay. Take it easy. As long as you're moving forward, as long as you're taking a step, mm-hmm. it's okay. You don't have, there's no pressure. Don't put that extra pressure on you. And, and like you said, we don't have to be the best ones. But as long as we're putting the effort, we're getting there, it's all okay. You'll do fine. Exactly. Yeah, you'll get there as long as you're making progress. Yeah. Yeah. Creating that momentum. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And so what do you do when you're not working? Like what do you like to do for fun? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's also super important, I feel yes, like. Yes. It is super important. And I have to tell my myself like some days it's okay to not work on a business. Like just enjoy your evening with my husband and my crazy dog that both yes. like to watch TV. My dog goes crazy when there's a game on TV. So <laughs> but that's what, I, like, when I'm not working or doing, mm-hmm. working on the business, I try to enjoy my time with my family. I will go for a run. I like to run. And that also help, helps me to just process things, get the stress out of my system, kind of go over my ideas and just set up a better plan. And at the end of those runs, I feel energized energetic happy better and just with a better plan or things what i'm going to do next but yeah i think my favorite time or hobby i guess is just to spend time with the hobby
1: <laughs> with my yeah. husband yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so funny i love that okay that's cool now i love just doing nothing sometimes and just being with my family and friends too sometimes yeah. that's the best way to kind of de-stress from working two jobs you know because that's what you're doing right now
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and for example like like I said growing up I didn't have that much money or like the luxury or the things that I have now so I try to just be present and just like look at the things that I have now this is what I work hard for enjoy it enjoy what you have I know I have goals and I have places that I want to get but just because I have those goals I cannot forget what I have now and what I work for five years ago the life that I'm living now it's the dream I had five years ago so I have to enjoy it I have to take a moment and see it and be like wow like this is where I'm at these are the things that I've accomplished and sometimes we lose track of all those things because we're so focused on the next thing but it's important to see, and enjoy and just take time and be like, whoa, I'm living the life that I once dream of. So yeah, so those that's those are the things that I try to just relax sometimes <laughs> and enjoy.
1: <laughs> Yvonne, you're dropping so many gems of really good <laughs> advice today. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so good because this is stuff that I forget to do all the time, you know, and it's this is real, real stuff, you know, being first generation. That's part of the struggle is not having these things when you're growing up and then working really, really hard. And then now you're there. It's like, how do you enjoy it? If you're always on that grind to, you know, get, go after, you know, these really big goals that we have for ourselves, which are great. But like you said, it's also just as important to be present in our lives and just enjoy what we have you know
0: yeah yeah and i feel like sometimes because we we've been running on like survival mode like we have to get things we're just so used to that that we need to learn to not be on survival mode to know like hey you're okay look what you have like enjoy it if you want to take the day off take the day off your vacation is for you to enjoy not to just keep working so yeah I love that. So,
1: you know, do you have any other future goals that our listeners can look out for in the near future? Or I guess tell us a little bit more about like the launch of Steel Chic Shoes right now.
0: Yes, so right now we have the Oxford, which is um, the black shoe that's right now available. We, we got our first shipment to stock um, or even inventory in September. So that was a big accomplishment for us. The Grey Boots are actually done. Today they picked them up so they can ship them to the warehouse. So the Grey Boots will be available to ship and for you to order them um, within a a couple of weeks from now. And our big announcement, which was on Halloween, was the Black Boot. Um, I was so excited to share that because from the beginning I only had the Grey Boot and the Oxford plan. And as we were working on, I just said, like, how would it, How would that boot look in black? And they created a prototype for me, and I just loved it. I was like, okay, let's do the boot in black. So I'm so excited that we have that now available. I think it's going to be a great, I guess, seller. <laughs> because yeah. you can, it's so versatile. You can wear it with... Um, all kinds of outfits. Um, I mean, I love both things. I like the gray boot and the black boot, but mm-hmm. um, I know a lo- also a lot of companies require to wear um, black shoes. So mm-hmm. that's something that also, um, it was part of the design from for the Oxford. So yeah, so that is the exciting thing. We will have the boot available um, towards the end of December. So if someone wants to buy shoes for Thanksgiving, or for black friday um, stay alert because we will have some sales going on at that time and also the black boot will be available for you to purchase in december so also if they want to do um, christmas purchase we'll yeah we'll have them available but Ooh, yeah that's so, exciting yeah it is exi- exciting to finally have i remember when we received the first shipment My uh, Monica and I, we were just like crying and like, my goodness, (laughs) this is real. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) There's no turning back. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah. And um, my um, co-worker asked me like, because I live in Pennsylvania Pennsylvania, and Monica lives in San Antonio. So we have the, um, I guess, the fulfillment center in San Antonio. Or the warehouse because it's better to ship out from there than from Pennsylvania. So I flew to San Antonio and I was cracking up because they asked me why why do you want to San Antonio? I was like, Oh, because I bought a bunch of pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that was at the airport? Yeah, it's like why are you gonna buy a bunch of shoes? <laughs>
1: I have a shoe addiction you wouldn't understand. Yeah. That's so exciting. So pretty much everyone can go onto your website, which is, can you tell us where everyone can find you
0: online? Yeah. So you can go to Mm shopstillchick.com and Engineering Gals. The podcast has a special link that will give you a special promo. So if you can see it on the uh, podcast notes right? Yes. That's how yes. you say it? Yeah. <laughs> the show notes. Yeah. The show notes. See? There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can go to stillchick.com, shopstillchick.com, sorry. You can find us on Instagram as shoes, or you can find, and you can also find me there as, oh my God, my, my username is really complicated, <laughs> but... <laughs> um La niña lani um i should probably change that it is so complicated but I'll you can put find it in me in the show notes yeah you can find me as yvonne howard cuz technically i'm howard now after 2 years of being married i finally changed my last name oh cool yeah i <laughs> it's just so much to change so yeah <laughs> it took me 2 years Everyone can find
1: the information in the show notes for, you know, Still Chic Shoes. And the link specifically in our podcast show notes will give you a free water bottle and a free t-shirt when you do purchase a pair of shoes. Yes. So, yeah, that's really cool. I'm really excited that you guys have a new boot that you guys launched. My favorite one is the Oxford. I love that one. It's so cute. Thank
0: you. Yeah, that's the pair I use every day because I have to be in the office. So... Mm-hmm but but it's like a mom it's like oh my kids are beautiful so
1: (laughs) no i think they're just as beautiful (laughs) okay well this was so much fun thank you yvonne for coming on here and sharing your story with me and with all of our listeners and we will stay in touch thank you so much Yvonne yeah no thank you thank you so much I had a great time okay everyone that was it for this week's episode thank you so much for tuning in as always if you enjoyed the episode don't forget to leave us a review share it with your friends and if you're able to you can also support us by leaving a small donation at anchor.fm slash engineering gals we'll talk to you next monday